0: I'm mm-hmm. good evening ladies and gentlemen seven o'clock on a Saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast I'm your host Robert Stacy McCain and
1: I'm not hello folks it's John Hook here the other guy on the other podcast and live and direct from an exotic <laughs> Valdosta Georgia
0: hi Diana hello hello how are things down in Valdosta? <laughs>
2: Well, let's see. Um, I have had the most amazing couple of days. Um, I received on Friday, I went for my usual uh, volunteer stint, and I got to my own surprise, a breakfast surprise party uh, in celebration of my birthday, which was over a week ago.
0: Well, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Thank I'm you. i sorry I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. What do you want to That's be when okay. you grow up? <laughs> uh,
2: uh, let's see. Uh, anonymous and famous or anonymous and rich. That sounds like a plan.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anonymous <laughs> and famous sounds like something, somebody would be on Twitter.
0: Yeah. We'll get to that eventually. Uh, you can find my good friend, John Hogue's work at hogwash.com
1: Meanwhile, Stacey's stuff lurks about the interwebs at TheOtherMcCain.com and at other fine spots as well. Uh, Check any, him
0: out. Anyways, uh, yeah, down in Valdosta, they're mm-hmm. uh, uh, seeking a shooting suspect.
2: Yes, they are. <laughs>
0: uh, warrants have been issued for Lawrence Lee Williams, 28, of Valdosta on charges mm-hmm. of felony aggravated assault felony possession of a firearm during a felony Mm -hmm. and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, according to a Valdosta Police Department statement. Mm -hmm. His location is unknown, but police say he is armed and dangerous. And anyone who knows where Lawrence Lee Williams is should call uh, 9-1-1. He, uh, apparently, uh, shot somebody on October 4th. Uh, well, meanwhile, yeah.
1: though, we have other crimes that we'll get to later in the program <laughs> that were probably done with craftsmen instead of the clock.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get to other, uh, acts of violence eventually. Because... Actually,
1: when I heard that guy's name in association with the word hammered,
0: I thought it was a DUI. Uh, <laughs> you and me both. Paul Pelosi, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, all right. is it that time yet?
1: Uh, go ahead and do the football stuff. Just you, you get you get it out of your system. So. Uh, okay. so no, oh, by the way, it, there are no important yes. games uh, this week because Vanderbilt has the week off.
0: Uh, yeah, well, so do LSU and Auburn. Who, I mean, LSU and Alabama who meet next week. And so uh, they so need to we, be
2: well rested.
0: Yeah, well, we need to recover from uh, uh, last week's unfortunate incident uh, about which we should shall not speak further, but uh, the number one Georgia Bulldogs
1: yeah. uh, are leading
0: 42 to 20 Ow. in the fourth quarter against Florida in the game of uh, infamous as the world's largest cocktail party down in the Gator Bowl. Um, uh, number six, Oregon leads California. 42 to 24, but we'll get to Berkeley later. Um, uh, Wake Forest, uh, ranked number 10th is uh, about to lose. Uh, They're in the last minute of the fourth quarter against Louisville. Louisville leads 48 to 21, so that's kind of an upset. Uh, and speaking of upsets, it looks like number 20 uh, Cincinnati, is Mm -hmm. about to lose to the University of Central Florida. They're trailing 24-21 to with less than a minute uh, remaining. Uh, Number 25, uh, South Carolina, also uh, on the losing end of the score in the fourth quarter, uh, with Missouri 23, South Carolina 10. Uh, let's see here. We are going to continue rounding up the top 25 teams. Uh, number 22, Kansas State upset Oklahoma State. Uh, it was a 48 to nothing shutout. Uh, so that's a big game. Uh, Illinois, uh, ranked number 17th, rolled over Nebraska 26-9. Uh, My wife's favorite team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, ranked number two and still undefeated, uh, shut down number 13, Penn State, 44-31, and it wasn't really that close. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, uh, West Virginia lost at home to TCU, TCU ranked number seven, uh, 41-31 was the final score there. And uh, number 16, Syracuse, got upset at home uh, by Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish 41, the Orangemen uh, 24. <laughs> and that is the score so far. There will be late games tonight with Kentucky at Tennessee. Uh, USC, ranked number 10th, will be at Arizona Uh, Michigan, ranked number fourth, will host Michigan State. Number 15, ranked Ole Miss, will be at Texas A&M. And so on down the line, uh, there are some other games, the Stanford-UCLA game.
1: One of the things that has disappointed me, especially about pro ball uh, Mm -hmm. and pro football, has been the woke influence that's come in over the last six or eight years. And Uh that's one of the reasons why I appreciated – uh, a post you did this week, Stacy, that talked about the kind of manly virtues that uh, football used to inspire in us and uh-huh. that we now have to go to Shakespeare for.
0: Aha, uh-huh, yes. Uh, October 25th, in case you didn't know, uh, is St. Crispin's Day, which in the history of the English-speaking People's will always be remembered uh, for Henry V's great victory over the French at Agincourt. Uh, Agincourt, uh, uh, there on the co- near the coast of northern France. Um, hang on just a second here. I'm gonna have to, mm. my your Me, glasses are fogging up, Stacy. My reading Stacey. glasses have, have got a little smudge on them. There you
1: go. Now you can see the screen.
0: Anyway, as I said, great victories in warfare require great risk. Even if a commander has the numerical odds in his favor, the fortunes of war are always uncertain, and therefore, uh, and therefore, it is uh, dangerous uh, to undertake any offensive uh operation uh you know you have to think about d-day uh mm-hmm. the famous uh, conference uh, on the day before on uh, june 5th uh where the weather forecast said there might be marginally acceptable weather <laughs> conditions uh, and he said okay we go well you
1: know mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing about uh uh the there's
0: by the way there's something
1: rubbing your microphone in, diana of- oh, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. I thought he was far enough away.
1: <laughs> Is it the cat? It's yes. always the cat. <laughs> but anyway, the um- <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Uh, at least we keep the cat on the floor here. Uh, <sighs> the dog that barks. But anyway, there's no maybe- way I
2: can keep Xander on the floor. Just give <laughs> up on it. <laughs>
0: Well, look. Do you want to hear the it, entire it, it, soliloquy it, 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 or not? It, 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 no, yes, yes, I, well, I do. Actually, we, we do,
1: but we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to uh, turn off your mic if you try it. But the, the but but the point is, is that um, you know what's important about Hen- Henry V is not just mm-hmm. the St. Crispin's Day soliloquy. The mm-hmm. whole play lays out a distinct uh, comp- uh, comparison between a bunch of brave assertive men and a bunch of cowards and mm-hmm. you and and even the minor bit parts a part like fluellen you know mm-hmm. it's it, it, it something that that builds that story whereas you have then you have uh, pistol and some of the other characters you know that are all <laughs>
0: well, well, <laughs> well the whole thing is is that is that Henry, uh, as a young man, was sort of a... Uh, a, a he partied real good. Yeah. He, he was liked to party. Co- he was a, a lighthearted uh, a, and careless young fellow. Uh, but when he became king, uh, his uh, whole manner uh, changed and he proved himself to be a very gallant man of war. Well, yeah, and, 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 and uh, fairly sh- sharp about
1: planning for his country's future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Uh, But uh, not necessarily uh, having uh, the people he put in place to follow up uh, uh, act on what he uh, gave them. But, uh, Uh,
2: yeah, go ahead. Marrying Catherine Valois was perhaps a good political move, but dynastically a bit of a disaster.
0: Well, he 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 uh, at one point he owned more of France uh, than the king of France did. I mean, that, Just that was, like Henry
2: II. I mean, yeah. um, being married to Eleanor of Aquitaine was not yes. a bad move.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it used to be that the the uh, because of the Norman conquest, the, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, William had been the Duke of Normandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my family came to England in 1066 with him, and brought with him. And, and brought with him, therefore, the claims to this. And then, through various mm-hmm. marriages, uh, uh, the English kings obtained uh, rights uh, to claim other territories. Mm-hmm. And so, so as the thing went, that they, they used to be the the proper title of the uh, of the uh, king was, you know, he was also. Rec- you proclaim the king of, of this, that, and the other as well as uh, the British Empire. But, uh, well, I mean, and Mary- but if I, I said I wasn't going to read the whole thing... And
1: so, therefore, we're not. What we're going to do is go on to the problem we have now that we don't have kings uh, picking up their uh, uh, thrones from their ancestors. We actually have to elect uh, uh, the leadership now. And that can create certain problems,
2: Oh, particularly,
1: particularly when you have, uh, uh, well, like the election just north of here.
0: Yeah, you know, crazy <laughs> people are dangerous, as we have often said, and we'll get to more <laughs> evidence of that. But yes, I had a we post will. this week called A Widespread Mental Disorder. And uh, I, I cited a headline at uh, CNN Politics that said Fetterman supporters voice concern that debate performance will sway undecided voters. And
2: I you would hope so.
0: And the phrase Fetterman supporters struck me and I'm like, <laughs> he's got supporters. Why does he have supporters? I mean, what can possibly explain why anyone would support him except for, uh, pure partisanship. And so, so I, I contend that, uh, Mr. Fetterman having suffered a stroke, uh, is not the only brain-damaged person in Pennsylvania. There are millions of brain-damaged people in Pennsylvania, and they call themselves Democrats. Well, the
1: Democrats, though, have like already
0: it. run a, a brain-damaged candidate as a proof of concept.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and, but, you know, but pointing this out, Stacy, is ableism.
0: Oh yes, oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: However, I would like to point out something else, though. I'm five foot eight, and ableism probably had nothing to do with whether or not I ever played in the NBA.
2: You I've know? also got a really good example of that. There is, to my knowledge, a very nice deluxe corn maker that is stuck <laughs> in the that is stuck uh, waiting to be delivered because the postman uh, on that route happens to have one arm and can't pick it up
0: yeah see the whole idea and we can blame jimmy carter for the americans with disabilities act
2: no we have to blame george uh hw bush for that one um it's all it's in the parliament of horrors uh pj o'rourke was there that afternoon It's a classic.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Parliament of Whores. If you haven't it's read marvelous. that book,
1: folks. It, actually, I, the best part of the book is where he rationalizes the federal budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well, no, I mean, basically, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, if we could put him in charge of the federal budget, we'd have no problem. Well, uh, well,
1: actually... Uh, too late now. now. Yeah, he's, he's now a dem- officially a Democrat voter. Uh, mm-hmm. The... Uh, but his, his basic uh, uh, idea was don't uh, fund anything that you wouldn't uh, want a, a federal uh, law enforcement agent to shoot your grandmother for disobeying. Right, mm-hmm.
0: right, mm-hmm. right.
1: But uh, the Democrats, though, just don't understand that people really are starting to think that way. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they're, they have done everything they possibly
0: can to run their campaigns wrong this year <laughs> yeah and, and they they refuse to take the loss so, or as i said why democrats can't take the l and i said <laughs> when your senate candidate suffers a debilitating stroke mm-hmm. to such an extent that he can't communicate coherently mm-hmm. what do you do well if you're democrats and the media But I repeat myself, you pretend that this devastating setback isn't really devastating, that somehow... Pennsylvania voters won't notice or won't care that John Fetterman is like the monster in young Frankenstein. He's got a rotten brain. <laughs> you remember that? It's not rotten. <laughs>
1: anyway,
0: it's, it's just Abby normal. <laughs> yes, right, right. Abby someone, yes. Noah Rothman of um, Commentary uh, said the sunk Cost fallacy describes a tendency to devote ever more resources to a lost cause rather than simply take the loss. And for Fetterman's media boosters, some of whom sunk so much reputational capital into the idea that the Senate, Senate candidate was up to the job tuesday night's debate was a big loss but Mm -hmm. rather than concede that fact their crusade continued with the fury of an addict chasing a high Mm. and and i i broke down what it is that is driving this sort of denial that's going on here um is the fact that they started out that there were three states, Wisconsin, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, where Democrats believed they had a reasonable chance to flip a Senate seat from R to D. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, they're going to lose some other seats, okay? It's pretty much guaranteed that the way it works out, uh, that vulnerable Democrats are up for re-election. But, but... Um, uh, it, lose two, gain,
1: uh, gain two, it, it's a break even They still got 50 seats in the vice president
0: Right, right, right yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> things are things are not working out that way Ron Johnson uh, in um, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin has, has managed to uh, hold on I mean, there were some bad polls There were a few weeks where the polls weren't encouraging But that's mm-hmm. gone right now And it looks like he's going to make it uh, Tim Ryan, the Democratic uh, candidate in Ohio, has completely flopped. So it's <sighs> JD Vance in a walk. Okay, mm-hmm. this is not even going to be close. If it's as close as eight points, I'll be surprised.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh,
0: we're going to talk about uh, election night at some point. I think we well, have... let's just talk about it now. We're talking
1: about uh, doing our coverage again, just like we did in twenty twenty.
2: That and, would be uh, really
1: really cool. And we hadn't had a chance to talk to Diana about it yet, but uh,
0: sounds like we, we've got all three of us signing up.
2: You've yeah. got an enthusiastic yes over here,
0: yeah. Okay, so so, uh, so I'm going to have to. I, I'll try to uh, generate a a meme uh, of where, <laughs> to promote the show. But uh, if you're listening now, uh, be sure to tune in. At I think uh, the polls start closing at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. November 8th. Yeah, we're allowed mm-hmm. to uh, we're allowed to tie up uh, any one of these
1: things on pod beans for 3 hours. So what we figure we'll do is a 2 hour and four, a 59 minute uh, first segment take a a minute or so off and then do it another two hour and 59 minutes. So we'll be on from seven, probably to about one uh, in the morning, Eastern time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by that time,
1: they <laughs> should have stopped counting boat uh, in all the important uh, precincts. <laughs>
0: yeah. It may take them a while to steal them. Did you see that story out of Orlando? Oh, did wow.
1: You, yeah.
0: Well, did you read my
1: post uh, from, a, uh, from uh, day before yesterday?
0: Uh, yes. Which one?
1: Uh, uh, margin of skipping, theft. Uh, yeah. That's your. Uh, are,
0: are we skipping ahead to margin of theft? Well, you now? just
1: gave me the perfect lead into it. This may come to a shock to some of the listeners out there, but there are actually <laughs> people who think that the 2020 election was not completely on the up and up.
2: I call uh, shenanigans.
1: <laughs> well, there the, are the, 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 actually people out there that think that. It, that the votes may have been stolen in some cases. And you know, that's not really good to have a large portion of the electorate believe that they were cheated. Uh, so it's important that this year, that as many candidates as possible uh, win with vote counts that are outside what I call the margin of theft. And let me explain what I mean about that. Uh, let's say we have a legitimate close election and the results are a candidate R gets a million two hundred twenty-seven thousand five hundred votes, and candidate D gets uh, a uh, hundred twenty a million two hundred twenty-five thousand votes, and candidate three gets fifty thousand votes. So they start looking for for votes, and they find a precinct that uh, uh, it wasn't fully counted. And oh look, it's one of those precincts that's ten to one uh, D registration and even uh, if they pretend that it's only a five-to-one vote uh, in favor of the D, they can find enough votes in that precinct to skew the election so that now uh, candidate R has got 1,229,500 votes.
0: I don't think this translates very well audibly. Well, well, then if you
1: listen, it will. (laughs) Basically what they do is they, they, they find just enough votes to flip the election. Yes. Now, that can work because the race was real close, like only a a Uh. fraction of a percent. But as the race becomes less close, you have to find more precincts, and eventually you run out of the right kind of precincts. And so Uh. uh, 2% margin of error is is safe, but a 4% uh, uh, spread is a whole lot safer. So. It's important that everybody vote on election day. Now, why on election day? Because if you vote early, they know in advance how many votes they need to steal. Right. Uh So, vote on election day. That way, you deny them that information and you deny them the ability to use your registration as a found vote when Mm -hmm. you didn't use it. So, this is important. So, go vote
0: on election day. Mm. Yes. Uh, but- yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, but what they were talking about in Florida, uh, Ooh. in orange County, which is Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, was something that we knew had been happening for a long time. Uh, but, uh, we needed somebody to actually, uh, come out and say it. And a woman, um, a, uh, black Republican woman mm-hmm. in, um, or is she a Democrat? I don't Oh, she's a Democrat, but lost a primary was what she was talking about. And she was talking oh. about vote harvesting, ballot mm-hmm. harvesting. And see, to go back a little earlier, folks, there used to be what was known as, and I'm sure it still goes on, what was known as knock and drag. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> a knock and drag operation is where... Uh, you uh, send uh, send out buses uh, manned by usually by teamsters for some reason, but but <laughs> you, union goons would go out uh, to certain neighborhoods and knock on the doors and drag the people out to vote, and they they this get out the vote uh, operation in urban districts. You know, it's uh, because obviously it's only going to work in urban districts. Uh, Tammany hall basically invented that okay Mm -hmm. this was where this came from this knock and drag type of thing get out the vote physically carrying people to the polling place to make sure they vote and to do that of course you have to have uh precincts where almost everyone is a democrat and there are certain precincts like that in most major cities what a (laughs) About 25
1: years ago, my brother-in-law lived in a precinct in Chicago where he was the only registered Republican voter.
0: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) what has happened is that with this use of mail-in, universal mail-in early voting, right? Yeah. Uh, This uh, uh, using... You know uh, what what they call uh, no ex, no excuse or um, absentee b- voting, in other words, where everybody mail in voting. What was happening down in Orlando was that when the absentee ballots were mailed out, uh, you could go to uh, the election office and get a list of of who they'd been mailed to, and the day they went out. People were going out and ballot harvesting saying, give me your absentee ballot and, and, you know, here, fill it out. And they knew what they were doing. There's only, Mm -hmm. there, there are communities, as I say, where almost everyone is known to be a Democrat. And so you can only do that in certain places with certain people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And we're not supposed to point this out because, of course, to point it out is racism. Anything that doesn't help the Democratic Party is racism. All your base are belong to us. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Is it time for that? (laughs) It's time for that. It is. All right. Well, what happened, and I have to explain a headline here. The headline was, all your base are belong to us, belated (laughs) MLK, White Supremacy Edition. And what inspired this was that Ed Driscoll linked this story, and uh, the tagline he used was, somebody set up us the bomb, which is a line from a badly translated Japanese video game that became a meme back in the... The prehistoric misty dawn of memes Circa 2002 or whatever mm-hmm. Anyways, and so so Somebody set us up the bomb was Set up us the bomb uh, Was one of the lines And he used that to introduce this story And so I had to come back with another line From the same game All your base <laughs> are, are belong, belong to, us. to us Okay, okay, so First, the setup. Now to the story. Jessica Schwinn is a candidate for school board in Minnesota's Centennial School District in Anoka County, a suburb of Minneapolis. A few days before MLK Day this year, she uploaded a video to TikTok in which she, quote-unquote, suggested white people who, quote, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. are racist and accuse them of advocating for white supremacy. The text introducing the video reads, Attention white people, family meeting time. How are we going to continue to call out our cousins who misrepresent and or misconstrue Martin Luther King's words in memory on Monday? <laughs> and and so, so she goes on, and she says, we're going to see a lot of wild tweets and wild posts quoting Dr. Martin Luther King and the people who are posting these are not informed and racist and trying to uphold white supremacy, end quote. And so she wants to do call-out culture on these people who are not sufficiently woke to be trusted uh, with uh, MLK's work. You know, I don't
1: think that whole sales pitch is working for the midterm elections, and so I think I no. can <laughs> add uh, um, one more line from the that opening of that uh, video game. You have no chance to survive. Make your time.
0: <laughs> make your time. Make your, your time. T- <laughs> make your time. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so but well, speaking
1: of time, we're at the bottom of the hour, and guess oh what? Boy. It's your turn to talk about.
0: The yellow button. Yes, that's right, folks. If you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate. If you will click the donate button, it's yellow, so it's easy to see. Um, if you click the donate button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, rubles, uh, no, not rubles, dollars, no rubles. pesos. <laughs> Euros, shekels, whatever currency you've got anywhere in the world except Russia. um, PayPal will take that money and give it to me uh, if you will click the yellow button. And I I really wish you would because uh, it helps to uh, support the blog, to support the podcast, and of course mainly to keep my wife happy. Uh, And she likes it when I make money and keeping my wife happy is job one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog hogwash.com, if you
1: still trust PayPal, you can click on the icon in the sidebar there of a tip jar, it'll take you to my PayPal pet page where you can help support Hogwash or this podcast or both. And you can also support uh, Hogwash by shopping at the Hogwash store, it's- Click link there. They're shopping links to Amazon that you'll find at both our blogs. We pr- both participate in the Amazon affiliate program. When you use links uh, from a blogger who participates in that program, the blogger gets a small cut of the action. It's something nice that Amazon does to support the blogosphere. Uh also, if you use the DMCA contact information, with, that has my snail mail address. You can actually mail your gold imperial Russian rubles, and I will take those as well. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the
0: English language.
2: Hit the freaking tip jar! Indeed,
0: yeah. What I was talking about I with the uh, with the white supremacy thing, you know, it's Kafka tramping. If you don't know yep. what Kafka trapping is, look it up. It's where your denial of guilt is used as so, is cited as evidence of your guilt. Yes. On the other
1: hand, look at what we. I mean, I had another one of those. I'm not making this up. You know, uh, post. <laughs> um, And basically, I just included a a, a, a tweet uh, from Ben Shapiro had where he said, the President of the United States explains to a man cosplaying as a woman that it's, quote, moral, unquote, to allow mutilation of gender-confused children. Our civilization is in a state of ethical collapse.
2: Absolutely. You know, um, even the British, the British are finally admitting that – Gender, that this gender dysphoria, 99.99% of people, of teenagers suffering from it, grow out of it.
1: I like the way the uh, National Health Service uh, <gasps> uh, explained it. They used the words, get over it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there, I just mm-hmm. got one bone to pick with uh, Shapiro on, on, on this tweet. He says mm-hmm. the president of the United States, no, no. It's the guy LARPing at being the president of the United States. When he remembers. Yes. Meanwhile, my comment was Potiphar Breen, paging Potiphar Breen, Potiphar Breen
0: to the white courtesy (laughs) phone, please. That's a Heinlein joke, (laughs) which I had to look up.
2: (laughs) Well, yes, because you, you, dear barbarian, do not read Heinlein.
1: (laughs) Do you watch The View? I mean if you don't read Hyman, do you watch the view is that I, how you keep up
0: uh, No I I'm sorry I I I I'm just uh, I was just now reading He's... about the year of the jackpot and I don't and I'm, I'm Yeah I'm, but anyways yes uh, Ted Cruz uh, made an appearance on the view and quite an appearance <laughs> it first. was <laughs> Yeah yeah and he, he had to rem- uh, he, he, it somehow in you know, the people forget that he was a national debating champ. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ted Cruz. Well, he may talk, he may have come off a little bit with that sort of greasy. Um, uh, what, who's the character from green acres? Mr. Haney. Uh, he comes off like Mr. Haney a little bit too much, but anyways, but, but he's not stupid. He was a national debating champion who graduated from Princeton university and Harvard law. Wow. So he called out The View on Monday for alleged hypocrisy, claiming the hosts don't pressure Democratic election deniers to explain themselves while routinely doing so to Republicans. He cited 2016 Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton and Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams as examples. (laughs) Well, they're and, large uh, targets. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, especially Abrams. What? But we're but not you, think, but you But you think
1: that uh, Guinan would have some deference for the uh, president of the uh, United Earth?
0: Well yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, so, well. Um. Uh. uh <laughs> but anyways, he 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 cites them, and 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 Whoopi Goldberg breaks out. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't we don't go storm. And Cruz replied, did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning? Goldberg says, I don't know what an Antifa riot is. <laughs> your Cruz answers, your position is the lap doesn't engage in violence? Really? <laughs> Anyways, and... Um, <laughs> And an he got inter-
2: told to lower his voice because he had to speak over an ent- a riotous crowd.
0: Yeah, and, and he says, you're fine with Clinton saying it was illegitimate. And then he pulled out notes of Clinton and Abrams' statements on the program. and But it, it just goes to where they're living in a bubble. Oh, and, yes. Uh, and I have a link there on the page where you can uh, check out the book, fiery but mostly peaceful the 2020 riots and the gaslighting of america by julio rojas uh, mm. he's a uh, reporter who covered many of these mm. riots uh, on the ground and but fiery but mostly peaceful and <sighs> the left you know they, they live in a bubble okay yes, they live yes, in a so. bubble where they seriously never encounter Uh, the the opposition point of view. And, and, you know, uh, I uh, routinely, you know, once or twice a week, I will, you know, switch my office TV over to CNN (laughs) or MSNBC. I watch so you don't have to, because I, I really want to see what is going out to the other side. Okay. Because (laughs) it's possible to get lost in a bubble where you think that uh, Fox news, you know, uh, defines the limits of what is, uh, newsworthy. And, and, you know, after a while, you know, if you're watching it every day, it's on, you know, the TV's on in my office every day. Um, you know, you can, it gets old. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're, you're tired of hearing the same talking points hammered down. And so it's like, okay, I'll turn over and watch CNN for a while and but and, and sometimes i mean it's all i can do to restrain myself from getting jumping up and cussing at the tv it just it just these people are so thick i mean they just don't get it and they absolutely do not understand that the idea that there are people who legitimately disagree with them on policy mm-hmm. matters for for valid legitimate resistance. reasons right 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 they they just they, uh, liberals failed to uh acknowledge the le- legitimacy of disagreement
1: well and that's one of the ch- changes that i've noticed across my lifetime the difference between mm-hmm. people who call themselves liberals and the kind of people who used to call themselves liberals i mean mm-hmm. in the 60s uh you could have a conversation between a liberal and a conservative. Uh, there would be disagreement, but uh, there would be civility, and the under- and quite often the understanding that we both want to solve the same problem. We just want to solve it in different ways. And mm-hmm. now the problems are what one person thinks is a problem. The other person doesn't even see as something being wrong. Don't uh, even uh, notice it exists as a problem. Like
0: like yeah. Joe Biden nuzzling up to little girls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which and I the don't expressions on about. their
2: little faces. And yes, adenochrome rich young girls. A-
0: adrenochrome rich adrenochrome, young sorry. girls is the headline on the thing. And and, and uh, folks, I've got to explain that uh, <laughs> Ace of Spades is the blogger who, I when I was trapped in the office sitting at a desk in the Washington Times, I used to flip over and read Ace of Spades HQ. Uh, and just laughed my ass off. He is so funny, Ace of Spades. And and I was like, I need to be doing that. Okay. And <laughs> I had no idea what the blogo bucks were like at the time. But I, I'm sitting there it and helps going, to have
1: a day job. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, as I do now. Anyways, but I was sitting there watching you know watching him have fun. And I said, that is what I need to be doing. And so so I, I have stolen more than one thing from uh, Ace over the years and 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 owe him a, a debt of uh, gratitude for inspiring me to break free from the confines of a, a, you know a, a journalism office work what one of the uh, things that I count as
1: a a, a a, su- a pseudo honor, I guess, is having been a co-defendant in a yes, lawsuit yes. with Ace.
0: Yes, we all got sued by Brett Kimberlin together, and uh, yep. so Ace. Uh, but Ace, <laughs> Ace began riffing as he uh, is wont to do, uh, responding to a uh, reporter's uh, gruesomely fawning feature about oh. Joe Biden and his uh, personal touch, and I. And this goes back to something, and, and, and oh man, this is a long story. But you have to go back through QAnon and PizzaGate <laughs> to get this. But uh, but they began claiming that um, the decadent elite, especially in Hollywood, apparently were um, were were mutilating, uh, torturing, and and killing. Uh, children in order to uh, use them as a source for adrenochrome, okay? <laughs> now, adrenochrome is a, a, an oxidized uh, substance uh, d- d- derived from the adrenaline glands, um, <laughs> Uh, it, but it's also it's now synthetic. OK, it's not, but anyways, you can get it for about fifty five dollars a dose. OK, if you need it, it's not approved by the FDA for medical use in the United States. But it, there was a legend back in the 60s uh, surrounding this and Aldous Huxley and other people. had uh, Right. Uh, Carlos Castaneda and others had had Castaneda, written about. Castaneda, please. <laughs> okay, excuse me for missing. He was a close friend of a friend, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, you are a West Coastie. So, anyway. Lord, am I? <laughs> anyway, since so so the the drug cult of the '60s, there was this uh, mystique about adrenochrome, and in Hunter S. Thompson's *Fear and Loathing* in Las Vegas. Uh, he he uh, suggests that the adrenaline it, requ- it can only be gotten from the adrenaline glands of a living human body. It's no good if you get it out of a corpse. Well, well, that that somehow that line uh, <laughs> it inspired, you know, 50 <laughs> years later this QAnon <laughs> conspiracy theory, which you, know, as decadent as the Hollywood elite may be, okay, <laughs> I do not think they're harvesting adrenochrome from young children. Okay. No. It's just, it's, that's unnecessary. Okay. At $55 a dose, they can buy it for themselves. But what does this have to do with Joe Biden sniffing little girls? So ACE was mocking, Associated Press reporter Zeke Miller, who I remember when he was writing for, what was it, Gizmodo or whatever? I believe it was. Some, some website. He was a Gawker or whatever. And I remember him back on the campaign trail in 2012, okay, is where I remember. <laughs> well, he's now an Associated Press reporter. And he wrote this feature. and he talked about how what a, what a great guy. Joe Biden is, uh, <laughs> when working the crowd in one-on-one personal contacts situations, and uh, Ace was was mocking him and saying, uh, "It's it's called adrenochrome, Zeke. It's what he's sniffing for. It excites all of his tumescent glands, <laughs> and uh, and he goes on <laughs> goes on to him and says, Uh, uh, And it talks about him, uh, how much time he spends shaking hands, snipping hair, rubbing his pelvis into the hindquarters of adrenochrome rich young girls. And and, uh, Ace goes on to explain exactly why uh, he's making this joke, because if you he says, if you make forbidden jokes, uh, that this is what what humor is supposed to be about right Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be joking about thing he says but he he likes to upset pearl clutching (laughs) faggots like jake tapper (laughs) and 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 you understand the faggot okay as a put down okay i mean it, it you're not no even faggot.
2: allowed to use that word oh, you anymore you can't
0: even say oh it's hate speech to call someone a faggot you know, you
2: can't like, even like, discuss a, a bulk of wood being used as as a something beyond ki- the next step beyond kindling without being yeah. yelled at
0: <laughs> yeah you know the thing is, is that when i was a when i was a, a, a fellow growing up is that that faggot was an all purpose insult for basically saying, I can kick your ass and I dare you to fight me. Okay, it was. It was can you
1: imagine trying to uh, get our money for nothing released <laughs> now? <laughs> what
2: what you do can you You can hardly call? catch it.
1: Look oh at yeah. that. Look at that yo yo.
2: <laughs> Yeah, look at them yo-yos. Look at that faggot banging on
0: goes like a chimpanzee. Chimpanzee.
2: Oh, that ain't working.
0: Oh, (laughs) that ain't no, that ain't work. We gotta deliver these microwave ovens. Yeah,
2: we gotta move these color TVs.
0: Yeah, yeah, anyways. But uh, 80s rock for those who who for for the men, yes, yeah, anyways. But but the but the, the whole way of speech has changed and. And I go off on a riff, speaking of riffs, I go off on a riff about certain uh, incidents uh, allegedly occurring in the novel Fear and Loathing mm. in Las Vegas. But uh, you can't joke about that stuff anymore. Well, yeah, except that,
2: you know. May I make one mild joke?
1: Okay, um, go ahead.
2: I was at Bible study on Thursday, and or two Thursdays ago, actually, and the very sweet old lady uh, teaching it, Um, quoted Hunter S. Thompson about uh, skidding into uh, heaven sideways, going, Woo, what a ride.
1: (laughs) And she didn't Uh, know uh, where
2: the quote came from. And I didn't enlighten her.
1: So she probably probably never saw the bats either.
2: (laughs) I am pretty willing to bet that she never saw the bats. (laughs) Uh, But I didn't stop giggling until the half Bible
1: study was over. (laughs) Well, but, you know, the thing is, is that uh, there's... There's, there are parts about the, the fear and loathing, particularly in Vegas, where you just sort of wonder well, where the reality stops and where it begins. But reality is starting to strike back. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I, I had a wonderful, for me, chance to uh, write about thermodynamics this week. <laughs> uh, it turns out that there's a wind farm in Germany that's uh-huh. going to, that is in the process of being dismantled, mm-hmm. so that the ground it's on can be used as the extension of an open pit lignite mine. Now, lignite is brown coal, not hard. That's coal. the
2: soft brown and, stuff, guys. Yeah, that,
1: that really smokes. Uh, anyway, one wind turbine's already being disassembled, and the German energy company uh, RWE says that the lignite uh, in the area—they've they, been mining it for like a, over a hundred years now. Uh, they've, they're they going to bring three more of uh, the uh, plants that they had that burn uh, lignite coal uh, back online onto the mm-hmm. grid. Uh, that's why they're going to run the mine. And each plant's mm-hmm. got a capacity of like 300 megawatts. Now, the that's a whole lot more energy than you're going to get out of the windmills. Oh, and yeah. Wind, windmills, by the way, doesn't matter whether they're uh, modern turbines are not are not sources of renewable energy. No, they're not. I mean, how do you renew the wind?
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, again, yep. it's just a, what they are is an archaic intermittent form of energy, and they did power the first uh, industrial revolution in the Low Country in mm-hmm. the fourteenth and fifteenth century uh, uh Earlier with than the that. as wool and uh, running uh, milling, uh, mills well, and, uh, and looms and that sort of stuff but it isn't a way to run
0: any kind of modern operation yeah uh the thing about the windmills in the low country why why did uh, holland uh, as we call it or the Netherlands become so uh, famous for windmills. And the answer was that in... Pumping water. In 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 hill country, right? Okay. In, in hilly terrain, you use the downhill flow of streams and rivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you dam, the, dam up the rivers and the water goes over the dam and, and it water- turns a wind... Turns a, a water a wheel. Wheels. The water wheel... Was uh, you know how milling operations and mm-hmm. uh, 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 the earliest uh, uh, textile mm-hmm. uh, mass mm-hmm. manufacturing happened? Uh, well, you couldn't do that in Holland because it's so flat. Mm-hmm. But it is windy. <laughs> yeah, it's very so.
2: windy, and it yeah. also helps if you're gonna if you're trying to drain swamps.
0: <laughs> right, and the and the the windmills turned pumps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they and, did. Um, yeah, but meanwhile, we've got all sorts of
1: ins- just we're, – we're not getting to the crazy – Oh, yeah. – this week, but we've got all sorts of just absolutely nutso people trying to make sure that we uh, don't have good, modern, reliable sources of energy.
2: Or anything else. Um, hey, listen to this headline. Um, it covers pretty much everything you need. Leftist protesters get triggered by Matt Walsh, go wild – and even eat the Bible. Now, um, you know, I hate to say this, but they're, they're, uh, I understand that the left is anti-free speech. It's either you agree with us or you're evil in their, in their rather limited minds. But seriously, they uh this one guy uh they okay matt walsh was is doing his what is a woman tour he arrived in madison wisconsin to uh appear on a college campus of course the young america's foundation was there which is a good thing because i wouldn't have believed this if i hadn't watched the video myself And it is absolutely insane. There's one student who's reading Bible passages. Now, I'm not sure I would have actually done that, but they started banging a can next to his face and another blasted a siren right in his ear. Then other protesters took the Bible, they ripped the Bible from his hands and start tearing it up. And one of them actually starts stuffing pages into his mouth. I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, "Okay, we have reached a peak of your not sane. This is, um, you know, I, I'm in a medieval t- context. We'd say this is dem- demoniac
0: behavior." I'm I'm not going to I that would far. I, I'll go ahead and say it's demonic. I, I and, yeah, I I, I I think they are they are clearly I think they, I think in, they've in announced the throes of Satan's grasp. Well, I think they've I, announced which side they're on. Yes.
1: Uh,
2: they've definitely declared that. Um, uh, but but they have
1: But they have shown a certain amount of insight. They didn't try that with a copy of the Koran
2: oh yeah well you know proceeding to be chased around by a bunch of people quite willing to cut your head off um, christians aren't going to do that they're going to say you're crazy it could be a little worse if you did that <laughs> muslims tend to get a little bit more um demonstrative
1: well yeah uh it's 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 a difference in the concept of uh of of, of how the religions are supposed to grow um <gasps> You know, but yeah, this is absolutely mind-bogglingly. I mean, it's one thing to just—I mean, it's one thing for somebody to have a disagreement uh, yeah. with Walsh, but it, it's something else to go to these kinds of stupidly well, violent uh, well, reactions. Part,
0: and and why 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 are yeah, these people why? so extreme? <laughs> well, it's because. They are well. It's fashionable. Not on the side of reality. Okay? Well, they're you certainly to, not. Right. Right. Okay. The, you know, in the beginning, God created man and woman. Okay, yes. and 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 this is, it, it has ever been thus. And anyone who thinks that it will cease to be simply because. Their theory tells us that there are no differences between men and women. Um, there certainly uh, are. They're they're living in their own private Idaho. They're living they in the land of the mashed potato. Well,
1: <laughs> actually, what but remember the last thing I brought up was the <laughs> idea that thermodynamics wins. Biology mm-hmm. wins too. And <laughs> one of the reasons why biology wins is thermo in the long run. But the the point is, is that I mean. To say that, that men and women <laughs> are uh, biologically interchangeable is basically to be a science denier. And very they, definitely. They, but they want us to but because we don't follow the science, uh, we get banned from Twitter. Uh, although, although that's a little bit I, there's a bit of change going on on Twitter. The deal closed uh, with, with, with Musk, <laughs> uh, and the Babylon bee is out of their, out of the gulag. Uh, yep. and, and I was actually able to uh, tweet uh, things like learn to code or men can't get pregnant or mm-hmm. the 2020 elections uh, results were suspicious. Uh, so they haven't, you know, there's, there's, there's more changes. I'm not out of the gulag yet. My, uh, uh, my personal uh, and business Twitter accounts got permanently suspended uh, but uh, as a result of uh, the way they... I was one of the first casualties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, think you uh, need to appeal that. <laughs> I was one of the... Well, actually, they, in my case, I was early enough in it that they did screw up. Uh, and the uh, and One of the things that they did in my case is they told a third party why they had uh, mm. uh, suspended me, which meant they had said... A lie about me that had uh, uh, defamed me, and mm-hmm. so they—they've given me one. They—they they gave me one of my accounts back. They—they—they—they they, 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 they budged that far. I think because they realized that they'd opened themselves up uh, for uh, some liability potentially. On the other hand, I—I I was part of uh, their learning to calibrate uh, how mm-hmm. to do this uh, more. Uh, uh, more effectively from their point of view and poor Stacy <laughs> well, oh. to the top you should go to the top of the blog right now you
0: should now if you will go to the com. and while you're hitting the yellow button I should mention yes. uh, yeah I'll just go ahead and plug that once more but uh, right now at this very moment at the top of the blog is it hashtag free Stacy time yet. Uh, Free Stacy was the um, uh, uh, hashtag, hashtag that proliferated in February 2016 when my R.S. McCain account with over 20,000 followers was banned uh, mm. from Twitter. Well, in the 10 months after they got me, they improved their ability to, to ban people. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, that came just a few days after I had uh, tweeted uh, tweeted out some news with uh, <laughs> on my on my account. Uh, one of the last tweets on my account was Twitter has named totalitarian ideologue Anita Sarkeesian to its trust and safety council, and I hashtagged that what? GamerGate. Um, Yeah, because, uh, and so, so shortly, not long thereafter, um, Twitter informed me that I had been found to be violating their (laughs) rules around participating in targeted abuse, end quote. (laughs) Although they never did tell me, A, who had been targeted, B, how they were abused, or C, how I had been participating in this alleged <clears throat> abuse
1: and that one of the key things that they learned is they never told they never told anybody else uh, uh, why you had been suspended they, they, your, your account was tagged as suspended but they never told anybody why yeah and that's the difference between uh, what happened to you and what happened to me they learned not to engage
0: in defamation yep. There was no due process, you see. Of course when the there lef- wasn't. <laughs> yeah. When the left decides it's time to silence their enemies, you are a thought criminal, and therefore you don't even deserve to know what you did to justify the punishment. <laughs> which is you were determin- Kafka trapped. <laughs> which is determined by an unnamed trust and safety monitor whose judgment cannot be appealed. There is no habeas corpus as it were no hearing where the accused has a right to see the evidence against him. No opportunity to cross examine witnesses, no chance to get justice. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, but they weren't after
1: justice. No, they were after control. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and one of the things though, that they specifically, uh, have uh, gave up on was they said that they used to say that uh that they wanted to be the free speech wing of the free speech movement and yeah, right. boy howdy had did they give up on that
0: oh yes anyways uh, john john uh reminds me of an old song if i had a hammer i'd hammer, I'd hammer in the in morning, the morning. Well, if I'd I had hammer in a the special evening. in the middle
2: of the night.
0: All over this, <laughs> this land.
2: Yeah, well, okay.
0: I'd, I'd hammer out, out,
2: danger. out danger. I'd, I'd hammer, hammer out, out a warning.
0: <laughs> the seekers are coming to you. <laughs> Folkies from the days gone
2: by. <laughs> days gone by.
0: <sighs> oh, yeah. By the way, the song was
1: written by a commie. Uh, well,
2: of course it was.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, I, you know, there's been a whole. They're apparently fighting with hammers, though. Has has been in the news recently. Uh, (laughs) I have a reasonable array of hammers uh, at Stately Home Manor in case I have to uh, engage in that sort of stuff. The most obvious are three heavy ones, well-used craftsman uh, tools. Uh, There's a two pound machinist hammer and a four pound demolition hammer and the good old classic nine pound sludge hammer hammer. however you know as I think about it if I was going to use a hammer for that sort of stuff it probably would be a Wilson uh, stainless commander hammer that's on one of my 45s
2: (laughs) probably
0: (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. and And that
2: brings us to Crazy crazy
1: people
0: are dangerous.
1: Oh, yes. the, and I'll just add that one of the best uh, tweets I saw about this topic was that if Paul Pelosi had had a gun, he'd be playing golf today.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead.
2: By the way, um, one thing that I really wish everybody on the, no, you tell your, deal with this. I'll, I'll mention this some other time. No,
0: go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Go for
2: it. Okay, um I am not claiming to be uh, to actually know Paul Pelosi, but he did have an office in the same building I did in San Francisco. And he never was anything but pleasant and decent to be around in the office. He was always well-behaved. And I really wish that people who are saying, "Oh, you know, this David uh, a person was his uh, boy toy or something no layoff
0: layoff yeah. okay the, yeah, there's no need to ugly. go there okay uh, i uh, i offered after um, uh, posting this this morning i i offered to um, any universities that would would like to hire me <laughs> to teach a course to journalism students how to write effective headlines because i I I went to a little extra effort here. The headline is, deranged Canadian nudist breaks into Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco mansion and attacks her husband with a hammer. It's still not quite up to headless uh, body in a topless bar. Topless bar, but
2: it's really close.
0: But but deranged Canadian nudist. Okay, that's the point mm-hmm. here because David DePate grew up in the town of Powell River, British Columbia, population 13,157, then went to Hawaii before moving to Berkeley, California with a girlfriend about 20 years ago. By 2008, DePate was associated with a group of Nudism activists, including <coughs> Alessia Gypsy Taub, who once hosted a public access TV program called 911 Uncensored, in which she appeared naked while claiming that the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks were, quote unquote, an inside job. DePape is a drug addict who at one point supported himself by making and selling hemp bracelets not exactly your typical trump voter but over the past year his craziness went off in another direction and he began posting weird online screeds about jews and COVID 19 and stolen elections and the corrupt elite which explains why msnbc and all the other liberal media are trying to blame <laughs> da, da, da da republicans for this yes. kooks violent attack early friday morning i don't think he's a trump voter yeah i'm pretty sure he wasn't i, I mean you know yeah you, you know the the thing about craziness okay <laughs> you know is that, is that crazy people? You know, how do you? Uh, I mean, cr- in, in, it's a free country. Crazy yeah. people are allowed to vote. Otherwise, you know, Democrats could never win an election. But it's true. <laughs> but um, but but the way this is being written up, the headlines, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and I want to point out that this guy is Canadian. Okay, as yes. far as we know, he's not even in the country legally. I, I haven't <laughs> heard anything about his green card. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco is a sanctuary city, and so yeah. um, I think and, Berkeley is as well. Berkeley, and Berkeley, and so so he could be out there. But no, they must blame Republicans. You and, know,
2: uh, I have to mention that uh, Jew hate. I, the first sign I saw on the night that uh, the Gulf War broke out in two thousand three was and israel and the jews are singing onward christian soldiers so jew hate doesn't belong to the right it, it's universal in weirdness
0: yeah yeah it's a fringe thing for fringe people and, yes but uh, and crazy
1: I, people tend to be on the fringe and dangerous
0: yeah oh yeah crazy <laughs> people are dangerous but uh i hear the boogie woogie piano in the background uh that tells me it's time uh for us to get out of here <laughs> And so we will we will be back here next Saturday night, same time, seven p.m. Eastern. And thank you for joining us, Diana.
2: You know I love it.
0: (laughs) Good night, Diana. Good night, Stacey. Good night. Good night. Mr. Breeze <laughs>